Hey, welcome and thank you for joining me again on the second episode of Whiplash Practical Spirituality. Um, today we're going to start on a series um, regarding music and yeah, so here goes. Now music is one of the most touchy subjects in human existence and since this is a Christian podcast, we will definitely dig into what worship should look like and what it will do. But first, let's set the table, shall we? Now, music has always been an emotive subject um, and more so Christian music that has gone by very many different names. Um, but often in Kenya, we refer to it as gospel music. Now, the plan um, is to do this music portion and topic in about three parts. So it might get to five because I really love going up and down rabbit trails, but I will try to limit that um, for the sake of clarity and also to make sure that we don't all get lost on those rabbit trails. Now, Christian music, especially the making of it, has always been controversial and various standpoints have come up through history, um, ranging from when Gregorian chants were thought to be the holiest of all music and were sung by monks who had cloistered themselves away from the rest of sinful humanity as a way of seeking and devoting themselves to the service of God. Um, and through the ages all the way down to the Victorian ages when it was considered to be sinful to have musical instruments in church. Um, I think Spurgeon, one of my favorite preachers, would probably wake up today and be horrified that we call ourselves a church and that we use instruments in our worship. Uh, but again, that's why music is considered a very touchy and emotive subject. In Kenya, uh, we often refer to Christian music as gospel music and for a long, long time, uh, what was considered Christian and gospel music was basically choirs and chorals putting scripture to music. If you're old enough, you obviously would remember songs like Meriatienos, Sodoma and Gomorrah, uh, 90s kids, hey, uh, and Adamu Nahawa. But however, let me go out on a limb here and ask, and I'll always have a question that we'll be thinking about throughout the duration of a series or an episode. So the question for this one is this, um, if you really, really think about it deep down, isn't all music proclaiming a gospel and of course depending on which side of the spectrum you're on um, the music is either bad news both literally and figuratively or the best entertainment yet rabbit trail you see i told you anyway we're still setting the table and songs have done a lot in history and to date for example songs have birthed and sustained revolutions and protests a uh, good example would be Bella Ciao, which you would probably know as the theme song to La Casa de Papel. Uh, another one is the Redemption song that was sung around the time uh, Marcus Garvey was talking about Pan-Africanism and mental emancipation. And here at home, we have had um, songs like Eric Wainaina's Daima, or you'd know it as, probably know it as Kenya only. Uh, some music carries social change, such as the hymns written by Martin Luther during the Protestant Reformation and the Wesley Brothers as they began the Methodist Church in the UK. 
but ultimately music is a gift that touches spirits and like every good thing is also often turned to devious ends a good example is kenya's political scene which is littered with such songs simply put music is the gate to the spirit the same way the eyes are light to the body now let me justify that like this um it's important to remember that music sets a mood and a pace so you've you've probably come across music that's called mood music or if you are more into instrumentals like i am there are songs that you will listen to to lift your spirits there are songs that you will listen to to motivate you to keep doing something you know like um gaming songs like gaming music is really well designed to keep you focusing even on pointless tasks in a game uh and so that's what i mean when i say that music is a gate to the spirit because many times the music we listen to uh, sets the pace and sets even our response to something for example um metal rock concerts are usually very violent places because the music leaves you very high strung and you are left at a place of the smallest thing will trigger you to an excessive display that you would not normally find yourself doing regardless of whether you're a violent or non-violent person now enough said about that pause um now moving on because we've set out a basic general framework um there are two things that the music you listen to tell you about yourself or tell someone who's around you about yourself one it's the state of that person's spirit and two to a large large extent your personality so if you are more oriented for example towards rap music it's because you enjoy lyrical expression that is in words and not um an expression of art through music and finesse in playing an instrument or vocal prowess and so on and so forth you're more interested behind the content and that tells you that you're a more pragmatic person in terms of approaching um life and questions and examining things now i am not referring to what may be considered trap or for example whatever other mishmash of offshoots of hip hop i'm talking about things like how rappers like lacrade truth propaganda um even the old school rappers who are secular like um tupac and biggie people like those you know those sorts of people who listen to that kind of music tend to be more pragmatic and actually very critical and deep thinkers of things going around them and things that they see around them now no matter how wide or varied your musical tastes um the music you listen to has a common thread if you take the time to look at it and go through it um and generally speaking music is the hook that draws one in to whatever direction the writer intends so like i had mentioned earlier mood music now in regards to christianity and christian worship 
um, that is something that has been used to very great effect. Take, for example, one of arguably the most sung hymns of all time, um, Amazing Grace. And people are often touched and moved by the line in the first verse that says, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. And also the line that speaks of amazing grace saving a wretch like me. That verse touches people on very many basic and different levels because innately they have come to the acknowledgement and conclusion that um, without grace and salvation, humanity is desperately in need of saving because we are wretched in the sense that we are we are depraved and prone to sin now once you have understood that there was something that the writer was focusing on and seeing that only grace could have seen me in this state and deigned it fit to send jesus christ to come and die on the cross for our sins so that we could enter the presence of god and enjoy his presence as justified and saved people then you start to see the common thread and you can look at it in very many different ways but even as you come to the modern day even the songs we sing that are called worship you will find that there's always a direction the writer intends to go and sometimes it's inadvertent and many times it's very 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 deliberate so you will find people singing things like quote-unquote love songs to god and um making them a situation of romance which throws out the reverence for god so when you're thinking about jesus christ as a lover or god as your lover and you're singing to him and you find yourself singing along to those songs and enjoying them and playing them over and over um that just tells you that there's something that you need to check on in your spiritual walk with god because there's very definitely a lack of reverence and that's what allows you to think about and even sing some of these things without feeling out of sorts so to speak with all that said now i think um it would be important to think about how we should filter the music we listen to and this is especially and particularly in a christian context um, i have some thoughts on that and i would like to propose them as a sieve as it were for christian music um, one does it proclaim the greatness of god what do i mean by that um, when you put on your worship music, for example, or when you are listening to music, do you anticipate um, a heightened state of emotions? You know, like for many people who I know, they put on worship music and they're ready for waterworks. They're ready to cry and weep. And, you know, I, I, I guess some form of emotional catharsis, letting go of burdens. And there is a place for that in worship and in prayer. But should that be the expectation every time you come to a place of worship? 
is worship really truly meant to be um a focus for your emotions and whipping up your emotions and focusing on your emotions and how um you feel so loved and treasured and all that um to build on that the second um sieve i would propose and ask is um does the music change you does it offer a rebuke to unconfessed and undealt with sin in your life um does it lead you to reflection on how best to turn from your sin how best to deal with your sin how best to um repent and 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 live a life that is more worthy of the high calling that we have in Christ Jesus uh does does the music as you listen to it does it focus you on god and evoke the right emotion if you have unconfessed sin in your life does it push you towards repentance and sorrow at your transgression many times we have been taught that you know a believer at, after the point of salvation um has no sin but i don't agree with that perspective because if that was the case then our desires would automatically be righteous and we would struggle to sin but scripture paints a very different perspective and shows us that um we are prone to sin but we are being daily perfected up until the day of Christ Jesus and at that point then we will finally be perfected and as first corinthians 15 puts it we shall be caught up and corruption shall put on incorruption death put on life and we will be the spotless bride of Christ ready to be presented before the father but until then we must remember that we live in a fallen world and we we still have a nature that needs redeeming because if we didn't need redeeming and constant repentance after salvation then there would have been no need for Christ to come basically what would have happened is that once we had um atoned for our sin our nature would be changed into righteous and that is it but god justifies us in christ jesus he considers us righteousness if we have accepted his sacrifice on the cross so i i would ask you if that music focuses you on the place of you acknowledge what christ has done on the cross for you you are grateful and it pushes you to examine your life um there's a philosopher who constantly kept saying an unexamined life is not a life worth living and that's something i think we should take to heart in our daily existence and service to god we must examine our lives to see if there if if the way we are living it is worthy of the high calling we have in Christ Jesus now does it also encourage and uplift you by reminding you of his goodness and greatness despite yourself um a good example is um a hymn that would speak of saying in these lines prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the lord i love but praise the mount i'm fixed upon it
and and that just encourages us that even when we are at our most sinful and choose to disobey deliberately God's instruction and call to holiness he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness and forgive us our sins but what is the caveat if we confess our sins so the the common stand of saying i am the righteousness of Christ Jesus and then sinning and reminding yourself you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus without repentance and without sorrow about the transgression that should lead you to question whether or not the music you listen to and even the teaching you listen to has hardened your heart to sin the reason that we have to constantly be aware of sin is because the devil as we are told in scripture uses our sinful desires to bind us up and drag us off into into temptation and into sin and then leave us there um what comes to mind is a quote i saw recently that says your flesh wants to take you to hell but it won't be there with you your eternal spirit or rather your eternal soul is what will suffer in eternity for whatever transgressions that you have carried out against god and this is again in the context of if you have not come to christ yet now we have a great high priest who was offered once and for all time as the propitiation of sin the payment the one time ultimate payment for sin now back to the music um and we'll go back to the second point and look at it again and ask ourselves when we listen to the music is it an emotional trip with nice words and a brilliant brilliant music arrangement and what spiritual truth of foundational christianity the, the the fourth point what spiritual truth of foundational christianity is the song you're listening to the song you're singing emphasizing or imparting for example um to use the previous example of amazing grace uh it lays out basically the story of salvation as it were in a very distinct and clear sense and verse one amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me it presents a problem of man man is sinful man has fallen and man needs a savior that saved a wretch like me i once was blind but now i see i once was lost and now i'm found it lays it out and shows you that there is a problem with man man is sinful uh man needs saving but there is a savior and it talks about how god's faithfulness in bringing us to salvation and keeping us in salvation verse 2 it was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour i first believed now when you think about it there is an awe about how god would deign to save such a wretch and then on top of saving that wretch guide him and keep him safely through the dangers toils and snares 
and then and then continue to remind you that grace brought you safe this far and God's faithfulness to keep you in salvation and grace will lead you home that he will keep you um scripture talks of he who called you is faithful and the holy spirit has been set upon you as a seal unto salvation so grace will keep you his grace his mercy will keep you until the day of his coming when he perfects you and calls you home and again another hymn comes to mind and i think that would be a fitting closing remark um till he returns or calls me home here in the power of christ i stand and we must remember that no matter what we listen to no matter what we do if we are saved romans 10:8 and 9 believe on the lord jesus christ in your heart and confess him with your mouth if we are saved he's more than faithful and just to keep us until the day of Christ Jesus and all we need to do is stand in the love of Christ putting on the full gospel armor the full armor of God and and remembering that again even though this conversation has been about music for today that salvation and christianity and everything that pertains to godliness in scripture is applicable to all the spheres of life so i'll leave you with a verse and that's first peter 5:8 and it says beware your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour and we must always always be on our guard because we fight a very cunning and a very wily enemy and so next time we will look at how your choice in music affects two things one your walk with god and two your mental health that may spill over into two episodes but it's my hope and my sincere prayer that we will all be edified on this journey that we are taking together because this is as much a learning process for me as it is for all of us let's pray dear lord thank you for um bringing us to this point where we are having real conversation about music and real conversation about devotion to you and how best to express that in a godly way that is pleasing to you and not just a way that is in appearance holy like the pharisees and yet empty and devoid of true power and lord it is my prayer that for both me and my listeners we will be able to come into a more real understanding of what it means to worship you in spirit and in truth and what it means to be established in biblical belief and understanding god bless my listeners and meet each one of them at their point of need encourage them strengthen them uplift them and lord just be there 
their right hand and their steady rock and their mighty fortress that they can run to in times of need. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. So see you next time. Um, don't forget to connect with me on Twitter at WhiplashThePod or shoot me an email WhiplashThePodcast at gmail.com I look forward to hearing from you and until next time be kept in God's peace and grace. Amen.